Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week with your business. And I have a question for you. Do you use LinkedIn to connect with prospects and to find clients and to land gigs? Chances are you have a LinkedIn profile. If you don't, you should have a LinkedIn profile, at least a free account. But do you proactively use LinkedIn? Do you have a strategy that works for you? Well, that's a question I've been asking a lot of successful freelancers, successful copywriters and writers, but also successful freelancers in other categories, successful designers, successful marketing consultants, to find out tactically what it is they do on LinkedIn to help them connect with prospects, to help them get prospects to know what they do and and to be found by prospects and to, frankly, land work, to land clients. Because it's not enough just to passively be on LinkedIn. Yes, people can find you on LinkedIn if they're doing a search on LinkedIn, but I find that the people are who are really successful with the platform have a tactic. They have a step-by-step process, a thing that they do on LinkedIn that really works for them, and it's different for different people. So what I'm doing over the next few weeks is interviewing those people who are very successful using LinkedIn and asking them to share their strategies and tips and tactics uh, with us. And the first interview I've done is with a very successful freelance copywriter. His name is Steve Maurer. Now, you may uh, have heard of Steve Maurer. He's very active on the Facebook groups, especially Facebook groups that AWAI runs. He's also very active on the B2BWritingSuccess.com website. So you may have heard him. He comments on posts. He shares a lot of his tips and ideas and shares his story very generously. And in today's podcast, I'm going to share with you an interview I recently did with Steve on how he uses LinkedIn to connect with potential prospects for his copywriting services. So without further ado, here is my interview with Steve Maurer. Thank you, Steve Maurer, for joining us on the podcast, B2B Writing Success. Thank you for having me here. I'm glad to be here. Now, uh, as I understand it, you've been using uh, LinkedIn as a way to, as one of the ways perhaps to connect with potential clients for your own uh, copywriting business. Tell me, how long have you been using LinkedIn for that purpose? I've been probably uh, using LinkedIn now for about uh, five years, maybe. Uh, in the very beginning, it was kind of sparse, but as I've uh, learned some cool techniques, it's really worked out. So in the last four years, I've been using it to make connections. Okay. It's, that's, is, that, is that your only way that you're making connections with potential prospects right now, or is that just one in a mix of strategies that you're using? It's one in a mix. I actually still have a website, uh, but there are some other networking sites out there, and I get invited to those all the time, but none of them seem to have the power that LinkedIn does. Yeah, LinkedIn is everywhere. What I often tell prospects is that you know, uh, what I often tell copywriters, rather, is that 90% of your prospects probably have a LinkedIn account. Whether they're active on it or not is a different story, but they probably are on LinkedIn to some degree. Would you Would you agree with that? Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, some people use Facebook or Twitter. I actually incorporate them in with this, 
but my main focus is on LinkedIn. Okay. Now, I know you have some tips and tricks you've learned over the years. Uh, let's begin with uh, the basic is creating your your profile. Now, for those listeners who don't have a LinkedIn profile, that's the first thing you do when you sign up for a LinkedIn account is you put in information about yourself and what you do. And uh, so tell me, what are some of the you don't have to go. You don't have to walk through all the details of that. But um, what are some of the tips and tricks for creating a an effective profile mm-hmm. on LinkedIn? Okay, I think uh, really once you have your profile set up and you enter your your basic information, it's time to edit it and tweak it. And there are actually three main parts that I would uh, concentrate on. Uh, the first one being your profile. The second one being your headline or tagline. And the other one being your summary. Uh, there's also an up, uh, a background photo that you can work with. I have tweaked mine quite a bit, but uh, the three main ones are your photo, your headline, and your summary. The photo, uh, I hear a lot of advice that it needs to be professional, and definitely it needs to look good. Uh, mine was actually taken by a professional seamstress in the room next door to me. <laughs> But uh, you don't want anything uh, unprofessional or that looks amateur. You want a, a nice background. You need to have be looking at the reader with a smiling face. And it kind of gives them uh, an idea of who they'll be dealing with. I've seen a lot of people with uh, looks like they were at a dinner party or out uh, playing with their kids or something. And those are okay, but what the what the person is really looking for in the photo is uh, really an idea of who they'll be working with. Uh, for instance, mine is actually me sitting in my office with my computers behind me, uh, smiling at them and holding a cup of coffee that's never far from me. And uh, when they look at that, they hopefully will get an idea that I'm a, an easy person to get along with and that I definitely uh, would be something they'd like to at least contact about doing business with. Now, you make a very good point there, Steve, because on the other popular social media channels like Facebook, you know, people will often mug for the camera and, <laughs> and, ha- and maybe have a shot of them on vacation, which is, I think, suitable for Facebook. And on Twitter, I mean, uh, a sock puppet can have a Twitter account. You don't even have to be a real person. <laughs> right. But, but LinkedIn is really for business people. It's uh, people go on LinkedIn not to network with friends, but really to network with colleagues and professionals and to find professionals and get information on business. It's really a, a business networking site, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, so you need a you need a photo that looks, doesn't have to look stiff and formal in a three-piece suit, but you, you, you really need to look like a professional at work. Uh, so tell me about the other two ingredients, the headline and the summary. Okay, the headline and the summary, uh, two important things to understand about these Uh, It really helps, first of all, if you have a target market or niche, because uh, this is where your your profile will be uh, has its best chance of being found when a a prospect is searching for a copywriter. Uh, The headline actually has uh, 120 characters, including spaces uh, to work with. And so you can actually put a marketing message in there. And then uh, the profile summary, uh, you can go up to 2,000 characters, including words, or excuse me, including spaces. And so you can actually tell a story there. It's it's one of your best sales and marketing tools that you have. It's an open letter to, to people who are searching for, for clients or for prospects 
and uh, uh, copywriters. Now, your headline uh, is a good place to put keywords. For example, mine says industrial manufacturing and safety copywriter. Need customers to hear and understand your message? I speak industry. And so when somebody comes to my profile and they read my headline, which is probably the second most uh, uh, looked at feature of your profile, they know exactly what I do and exactly who I do it for. Now, just to be clear here, you're, uh, for people who are familiar with LinkedIn, when you say headline, you're talking about the text that's below your name and picture. Exactly. Right? That, yes. it, it looks a bit yes. like a headline or maybe you can call it a tagline. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's what we're speaking about here. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile now as we speak, and that's exactly what it says. Industrial manufacturing and safety copywriter. Need cust- customers to hear and understand your message. I speak industry. Uh, th- that's just brilliant, Steve, because you know what? If I was a marketing director of an industrial manufacturing company and I was looking for a copywriter and I came across you on LinkedIn, I, I, I would pick up the phone and call you right away. And it's not <laughs> well, because you. I'm trying to thank be you. nice, but simply because of that of that uh, that headline, because it says exactly what I'm looking for, right? It's like, I mean, I, I may talk to other copywriters, but I definitely have to talk to Steve. I mean, he's, he's obviously the go-to guy. So um, tell us about the summary. There's about 2,000, uh, you say 2,000 uh, characters, including spaces in the, uh, in the summary you're allowed? Yes, yes. So you can actually, I've actually rewritten mine probably six or seven times since I started uh, so as I, I learned new techniques and, and get get more focused in my uh, target market. And so, <coughs> excuse me, the, uh, you don't want this necessarily to be a laundry list of what you do. Uh, this is a persuasive piece of copy. And so when, when somebody reads my profile, they learn what I do, again, who I do it for, and why that's important to them. Uh, for instance, the first section is talking about I write for the B2B industrial manufacturing companies. And then why that field? And then I give a list of some of my experience as I've actually worked in that industry. Uh, when I go down uh, shortly after those few bullet points, then why is that important to you? And in my case, I've been their ideal customer, so obviously I know both sides of the equation. And so this this entire summary is a good way of making your argument for being the best choice for them, or at least a better choice for them in uh, for writing their their sales and marketing content. And of course, at the very bottom, which a lot of people forget, uh, be sure be sure to include your uh, contact information. It has my uh, email address, my phone number, and my general location of being in Fayetteville, Arkansas. That's a very good tip because I would imagine, and I would unfortunately include myself here, I, I believe um, 90% of LinkedIn profiles don't have that information. I think people depend on the content uh, contact link uh, to, to get a hold of somebody, but that often, mm-hmm. get, that often uh, gets you submitting a, a, an in-mail, uh, an email or something like that, but it's, it just makes it so easy for you. You have your contact information right there. If I'm a marketing director, I can send an email or pick up the phone and call you right away. So that's, that's a great tip. Actually, it's uh, the contact and personal info, information has moved uh, in LinkedIn over to the, the right-hand side. It used to be directly under your, your headline and photo. And so it, I don't want to make people work for it. The easier I am to contact, the more likely they are to contact me. Yeah, you know, I just noticed that now. I don't know when they made that change, but uh, I just noticed it now. <laughs> <laughs> 
boy, okay. Yeah, yeah, like many social media sites, they're constantly changing where they put their buttons. Yes. So tell us about some other techniques that you've uh, you found very successful for you as far as connecting with potential clients on LinkedIn. Okay. Obviously, besides having a good profile that shows up in search, and it does also show up in Google, by the way, when people do a search, uh, the other thing, since I have a very uh, targeted market that I work for, is to search out companies in that that niche. Uh, so just now I did a search, uh, and you, what you do, you will go to the uh, search bar up at the top and type in the type of company, for example. Uh, and just for you, I typed in forklift manufacturer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And what that'll do uh, will give me a list of, of uh, there's top, there's several choices, top people, jobs, posts. I click on the company's link, and there it gives me uh, some that you're probably familiar with, uh, Mitsubishi, uh, Heister, uh, Raymond, who I've, I've uh, actually used their products. And so that gives you a list of company pages that you can, uh, can see. Then, for instance, I clicked on the Heister Yale Group, and that takes me to their company page because most companies will have a page on LinkedIn just specifically for them. Uh, it gives them an About Us section, uh, an employee count, so you can see the size of the company that you may be dealing with. But the most important thing for me is to follow that company. Uh, when I follow a company, now, whenever they do a LinkedIn update, it will show up in my news feed when I first click into LinkedIn. I didn't know that. That's an excellent tip. And, uh, and something I just realized a couple, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, actually, is that you can also go to that, that company page and see their updates all in a row. Uh, so you have all these updates that they do. And first of all, if you get updates for them, and I have a couple that do regular updates, you know that they're very active on social media and that they actually do work their their uh, company page. Well, when these come down in my, in my feed, what I will do then is look at them and read them. And if it's something I find interesting, uh, then I'll make a comment on that particular update. And that usually involves going to whatever article they're, they're uh, promoting at the time and actually reading it and finding some good talking point in that article uh, that I can make a comment on. Uh, a lot of people will, will make the somewhat uh, worthless uh, comment of great article or good idea or I really got a lot of, out of this. What you want to do is make a meaningful comment on that, uh, on that update, uh, even if it's maybe sometimes a little bit controversial. Uh, another thing to do when you make that comment is be sure to include the company name uh, that you're you're targeting here in that comment. The easiest way to do that is to to type the at sign and then start typing the company name. That will provide a link back to their page, which notifies them that you've actually made a comment. Uh, once you've done that, uh, I also usually click the share button which I can share it in my, in my own personal news feed, which is a little more impressive to them that I would share their content. And that, because of the way I have my, my profile set up, that will automatically send that uh, comment or that share to Twitter and then again down to Facebook just in case they happen to be on those. Uh, 
But what will normally happen, especially with a new company uh, that I haven't contacted before, is they will notice this in their own company uh, company page newsfeed that I've made a comment. And many times, I would say better than 60% of the time on a new company, they will come back to my profile to see who this guy was. Oh. Once, once they've done it, and it's usually somebody in their marketing department who takes care of their social media. And what I do then, uh, they've opened the door now. They've, they've actually made first contact. And so I will go back and click on that person's profile and then start a conversation, uh, usually with a connection request. Uh, LinkedIn has made that much simpler these days where you don't have to click the radio buttons to tell them how you know them. Now you can just do a connection request and make some kind of uh, uh, interesting request to them, just like, hey, I'd like to connect with you on LinkedIn, which is the standard boilerplate. But, uh, for instance, I had a, a person come over to my profile after I had made an update, and I quickly mentioned, hey, I see that you visited my profile after I made a, a comment on your your update. I really found it interesting and I'm always uh, looking to expand my network in the electrical industry. Would it make sense for us to connect? I'd be honored. And then I just send that. And sure enough, uh, within 24 to 48 hours, uh, I had a connection there and also from two other people in that company. Wow. Wow. That's an excellent strategy. Uh, do you ever do it proactively? Like on when you click to a company page, uh, there's also a link to uh, see all the employees in that company who have LinkedIn yes. accounts. So do you ever click on that and look for marketing directors and, and try to be proactive? Or are you more into this attraction approach where you're, you're commenting on an article and you're waiting for them to, uh, uh, to, to respond back to your comment and, and share? I've actually used both. Okay. Uh, Sometimes it seems like the attraction method method gets uh, perhaps a better connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes clicking and going to them directly uh, does get a, a faster connection. But I find that uh, you know I'm not there to be salesy. I want to start a conversation, mm-hmm. and the end goal is obviously to take them off of LinkedIn and be able to contact them one on one through email or through a phone call. Right. Right. Oh, that, that's an excellent strategy, Steve. Uh, any other tips and strategies that you use on LinkedIn that you find work particularly well? Obviously, uh, you ha- you do have the uh, the option to post content on LinkedIn, and so I try to post content that is uh, relevant to my target market, and then uh, let them know uh, either through uh, creating a, a a comment after that that includes their company link. Or sending to some that I've already connected with, uh, send them a link to that uh, that content so they can read it and kind of get a feel for my writing. But my main thing is is LinkedIn is kind of like a big pond, and I like to go fishing on it. But you just have to use the right bait and <laughs> and, and and work it properly. You don't want to scare them away. Right. Uh, right. And the other thing is, uh, you can go directly to their company page if you're searching on the web and look at one of their websites. Uh, if they're on LinkedIn, they will normally have a button on that website. You just click on that, and it will go directly to their company page, and then you can begin searching for employees or, or finding out more about that company. Now, something I've noticed on your uh, when you post articles mm-hmm. on, on your LinkedIn profile, 
at the end of the article, you also again you put your contact information there. Uh, is that that's, oh. a, that's a strategic move, obviously. I actually have that as a template uh, in a Word document file, and uh, it's I copy and paste it on every one of them. And by the way, uh, I also will normally post that same article on my website, and they have reciprocal links going back and forth. Uh, Google doesn't uh, penalize that kind of duplicate content. It's looking for plagiarism. So one way or the other, they're going to find me and read that article. Oh, great. And if and if they read the article and they want to contact you again, what you've done at the end of the article with your contact information right there is you made it easy for them, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have to search for the button to figure out how to contact you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a smart move. Uh, what about um, LinkedIn groups? Now, I've noticed LinkedIn groups. I used to be active on a few, but a lot of them have become ghost towns now. Um, yeah. It's even hard to find LinkedIn groups anymore. Do you do, you do anything there or – just forget about them. I do some. Uh, they've almost become a uh, can you top this fest in many occasions uh, instead of actually being relevant uh, questions and answering periods. Uh, they seem to be more of uh, posting personal content. Mm-hmm. There are a few that still work, and you can make connections through there. I have made some connections uh, in some of the groups like that, but uh, – it's a little. I think it's a little more difficult. Uh, of course, we have our AWAI group that uh, I'm a part of, but uh, they're still relevant. I think uh, uh, you can find out who some of the industry leaders are that way. But uh, I believe the probably a more proactive and, and definitely a more efficient approach is to actually look for companies that you would like to write for and then follow their feed. Fantastic. Do you have any other uh, parting tips for our, our audience, Steve, that uh, might be helpful to them? Uh, just use it. I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn probably, oh gosh, I would say conservative, conservative con, kind of uh, probably six to eight times a day. Mm-hmm. I don't spend a lot of time there uh, at each shot, probably 10, 15 minutes in the morning. Uh, the other thing that's interesting about LinkedIn, uh, I still work a full-time job. And so I have a company computer that I have access to. Uh, Facebook and Twitter and the other social media sites are all blocked. LinkedIn, however, is probably one of the only social networks that you can still use at work on your boss's computer. And so I'll I'll get on there at lunchtime or during a, another scheduled break and do a little searching on LinkedIn. And, uh, and so I'm able to work this thing all day long. And I actually, I'm on there seven days a week, uh, at least uh, and half, a half an hour to maybe uh, a full hour a day broken up into small segments. But just use it. Uh, just like anything, uh, it doesn't work if you don't use it. And in my opinion, I've been on the premium version since about the fourth day I joined. Uh, you can build a profile on the free version, but uh, to get the best effect and be able to use in-mails and unlimited people search, uh, really consider going the premium route. Yeah, I would certainly recommend that as well. And, and frankly, they're making the free version pretty light. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's difficult to really get a lot of it LinkedIn with the free version. Uh, what I recommend to people is, is to sign up for the premium version. 
um, and just just jump in with both feet like you've obviously done, Steve, mm-hmm. and and really work it and work it. And because, like I say to, uh, like I said earlier on, I mean, ninety uh, percent of our copywriting prospects have are on there. Ninety percent of the companies are are on there, right? Uh, right. They're, they're, some of them are more active than others, but they're there. So it's a it's a great way to find information, a great way to make uh, connections with potential prospects. And just one thing, Steve, I really like your attraction approach to using it rather than pushing in the salesy approach of of contacting them and emailing them and and prospecting instead you're using this approach Mm -hmm. that that attracts them to you and gets that conversation started in a a much better way (laughs) and I, i think that i think that's a wonderful technique so steve thank you very much i really appreciate your time on the b2b writing success podcast i've enjoyed it it's been kind of selfish selfish actually uh, there's a lot of work out there, and I can't write at all. So I'd like to see a lot of copywriters uh, begin getting clients on LinkedIn and take some of the workload off. <laughs> <laughs> well, very generous of you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so that's my interview with Steve Mauer and a great strategy he uses for connecting with prospects on LinkedIn. I just want to apologize after the effect. I know that the volume levels between Steve and I fluctuated quite a bit. That's just the reality of recording an interview at a distance and recording it on Skype. But uh, Steve's voice is what you wanted to hear, so I hope you adjusted your volume levels to listen to what he had to say. So that's it for this week's B2B Writing Success Podcast. I hope you found it helpful. And would you do me a favor? Please send me your topic suggestions. I'd be delighted to cover them, and I'll give you a shout-out live on the podcast if you do. You can reach me at steveslonwhite at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. So until next week, have a great week with your B2B writing or copywriting business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.